What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff and it is Tuesday, July 28th. We've reached the beginning of training camp. And man, oh man, the MLB kind of made it a little awkward <laughs> yesterday. Boy, oh boy, the Miami Marlins, that was interesting. 14 individuals associated with the organization testing positive for COVID-19. Games postponed in the MLB. And here we are on the precipice of NFL training camp. Uh, and in fact, we do have some news there about players opting out of the season. So this was going to be a factor. We knew it was going to be a factor. It is a factor. We also have some players on the COVID list already uh, here in training camp. Some big name, two big name rookies on that list. So I'll talk about those guys in a minute. And of course, on today's show, we're going to break down running back tiers for you. Had a lot of fun putting tiers together this year. So excited to share running back with you on today's show. Of course, before I get into that, I got to tell you about our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. And it truly is. It truly is. People were asking me about that yesterday. It, it diversifies things. It really does. And that's what I I love that about fantasy sports in general, playing different uh, formats, different league sizes, different scoring settings. Well, Monkey Knife Fight gives you a different look at daily. Because monkeyknifefight.com, well, there's no salary caps. You don't have to play against the Sharks, which means anybody has a chance of winning, even you, even me, even my mom has a chance of winning at monkeyknifefight.com. And they have tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, which is getting huge. I'm learning about LOL right now, League of Legends. I'm learning about Counter-Strike, eSports. This stuff's pretty crazy, but there's money to be made in daily fantasy sports for sure. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you get your first deposit match instantly up to $50. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're getting into when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up to play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play to MKF and win. Of course, state and age restrictions apply. See site for details. But use that promo code RANT, uh, and that uh, will get you that uh, $5 game when you sign up, plus the deposit bonus. Love those deposit bonuses. Anyway, let's get into this news here on the NFL front. Uh, we're still waiting to see more from MLB, and I know that there's a lot of moving parts here that, uh, you know, hey, there's a ripple effect. If one something happens in one league, then it can affect another league in uh, you know in professional sports. So more to see there uh, as today goes on. And of course, I'll talk more about that on the show tomorrow here. But a couple big name players that I saw opting out, probably the biggest name, uh, Dante Hightower. Uh, this actually came out right before I hit record here. He's going to opt out for the Patriots. Uh, so there are bigger, you know, some names out there who are opting out, not playing this season. Uh, but then there are also also some players who were placed on the reserve COVID list. Uh, the two biggest names so far that I've seen are Keyshawn Vaughn and uh, Justin Jefferson. So two big name rookies there, at least for fantasy purposes. 
Uh, they both obviously need to be cleared before they get back on the field. But I wouldn't say that this puts their their season in jeopardy. And remember, right now we're really in just a workout phase. We're not even in a practice phase. So they very likely could be back before the practice phase, which will be 16 days from now. They can get on the field and practice. Then three weeks from now, they can actually practice in pads. So I don't think this is terrible news. I mean, obviously, from a health standpoint, it isn't the best news. And we want these guys, everybody, to stay as healthy as possible. Uh, you know, regardless, but it's not a death knell or anything for their fantasy value. Uh, not expecting much out of Jefferson and Vaughn. I really don't expect much out of in the beginning of the season. And I will talk about him in a little bit here as I get through these running back tiers. But again, building off of yesterday, tiers are really beneficial because they they allow you to look at the position in in a more fluid way than rankings will ever allow you to do. Rankings are so rigid. You're one, you're two, you're three, you're four. Whereas, you know, with tiers, I don't think there's that big of a gap between Saquon and Zeke. It's really small, in fact. It's almost like which 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 style running back do you like more on your fantasy squad? And I don't really think there's much of a difference between those guys and Kamara as well. So tiers allow us to display that, to really line the position up in a different way. Also, as we get later on, I split up tiers into um, A and B and sometimes A, B, and C categories where I may want from A, but I don't want from B. Even these, even though guys in B might be ranked higher than guys in A, I'm just not even going to look at them in my rankings. And that's a mistake I see a lot of people make, beginner-level drafters, even intermediate-level drafters, well, they'll say, well, you had this guy ranked higher. And it's like, yeah, I did, but his ceiling isn't very high, so I'm typically not even really going to look at him on my board, you know, or I'm going to move him down on my board as a result, even though on average, yeah, sure, that guy may outscore a guy below him, but the guy below him with the higher ceiling is the guy who I'm going to I'm gonna go after in drafts, if that makes sense. So let's start at the top. I gave McCaffrey his own tier. <laughs> He's... He is the clear number one. Some years we get this, some years we don't. This year is an obvious. It's a no-brainer if you're at one, and I don't care the format. If it, even if it's super flex, uh, you're going after McCaffrey at one. Uh, he's ahead, you know. Even if super flex, he's ahead of Lamar for me. He's phenomenal, and on top of it, he's in an offense that is, you know, it's going to be Joe Brady's offense. And let's not forget. Uh, Joe Brady's offense, not only was it prolific last year at LSU, it was really good for the running back there. <laughs> His name is Clyde Edwards-Alaire, right? So McCaffrey's going to eat. <laughs> you know, um, He's set up for another monster year. He's so phenomenal. His, he's the perfect back out of the backfield for Teddy Bridgewater, who doesn't want to throw the ball downfield. It all is setting up for another monster year. It's so hard to repeat as the number one. I mean, we've seen Travis Kelsey do it, but that's the exception, not the rule. It's so hard to repeat, but it wouldn't surprise me if McCaffrey repeated this year. So the second tier for me, I'm calling them elite RB1s because I still think that these guys can be considered elite. McCaffrey's on another level. He's above elite, but these guys are still elite. And I actually have one name in here, and I'm kind of waiting on this one. I haven't seen official news yet, but I'm going to go out on a limb. So I have it Saquon, Zeke, Kamara, and Dalvin Cook. If Dalvin Cook doesn't show up to camp today, all right, well, maybe we reevaluate. But as of now, I do think he actually is in there. And the key here, the reason why he's elite, 
even though they're going to use Alexander Madison, it is an extremely run-heavy offense, and it's an offense that when they get in the red zone, they want to run the football. Dalvin Cook, uh, actually, last year led all running backs in goal line carries, so carries inside the five-yard line. doesn't have to actually be on the goal line, but anything in that, that premium area of the field where most rushing touchdowns are scored, he led all running backs. So love him. And really, if he shows up, then we can put this all behind us, and then he just comes, you know, he's a top five fantasy running back, and there's no question in my mind. So then the next tier for me, I'm calling it 3A, and these are just solid RB1s. I don't think any one of them would, you know, really are in the mix to finish as the number one, but they could crack the top five. They could displace one of those names that I just said there. Very likely, though, they're just going to be mid-range, and hey, the number six fantasy running back is still pretty freaking good. Uh, so if they're in that range, they're rock solid. And this is Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, and Josh Jacobs. And and it's interesting that three of the four aren't really that involved in the passing game, right? Henry isn't. Chubb isn't. Jacobs really hasn't been in. I know there's been chatter that he might be this year, but I'm not convinced when you draft Lynn Bowden that you want to get Jacobs more involved in the passing game. Mixon is, even though Giovanni Bernard is there. Uh, Mixon has a little bit of the holdout concern, but I don't think they're. I don't think he's going to hold out either. Um, so I'm happy to get him as a rock solid RB one. But I also have the Boomer Bust RB ones. So now four more in tier three B: Kenyon Drake, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Miles Sanders, and and the Boomer Bust aspect. I mean, we know Kenyon Drake defines Boomer Bust, <laughs> but even Aaron Jones to a degree. He was boom last year, but there's also weeks where he goes bust. Um, I do have some concerns about him overall. I'm not going to put him in the solid RB1 category. I do think we see some touchdown regression in efficiency. So, you know, but I, I also do think he's a top 12 guy. It's just that you get these, these interesting little cliffs uh, at running back this year. Austin Eckler, not going to do a lot on the ground. So it's a little bit challenging there, um, but I, you know, so I view him more as an uh, as a boomer bust than than a solid. And then Miles Sanders, I know a lot of people ha- are very high on him, and I agree the ceiling is very much there. But my concern still is, do they bring in any sort of veteran there to take uh, carries off of the plate for Miles Sanders? Uh, tier four, I also did break up into uh, two separate groups. Group A is the unsexy RB2s with RB1 potential. I uh, this is boy, look at listen to this group right here. Leonard Fournette, Todd Gurley, Chris Carson. I couldn't put Carson really anywhere else. It's not a shot at Carson, but he does go in this range. And I feel like people are generally underappreciating him anyway. Um so it's sort of an unsexy pick, right? Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Melvin Gordon. <laughs> so there you go. It's a bunch of the, ooh, I have to take a shower after drafting these guys. And and Carson is in there too. Fournette is going to touch the ball a ton. This is the last year he'll be in Jacksonville. He's probably undervalued where he is. Gurley's going to touch the ball a ton as long as he's healthy. He has no competition. Carson is going to touch the ball a ton in a run-heavy offense. Yes, Carlos Hyde is there, but he's still going to touch the ball a ton. Bell, yes, Frank Gore is there, but he's going to touch the ball a ton, and the offensive line is improved. David Johnson, no competition, really. Duke Johnson a little bit, but not much competition. Melvin Gordon has the most competition. That's why he's at the bottom of the tier. 
I mean, how much does Gurley have left in the tank? How much does Bell have left in the tank? How much does David Johnson have left in the tank? You're going to have to decide that before you, you know, commit to drafting them. And if you don't buy in on them, that's fine. I still think you could get Fournette, you could get Carson, you could even get Melvin Gordon at a value and and be just fine out of that tier. But the 4B tier is more the sexy tier out of this group, and it's the two upside rookies in this range, Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Jonathan Taylor. I do think there's a little bit of a gap between the two, but I think both of them are going to spin their wheels a little bit out of the gate. The gap, though, for me really comes down to the role in the passing game. I don't see a lot of Taylor in the passing game for the Colts, though I do see him carrying the ball more than Edwards-Alaire. But Edwards-Alaire could be a league winner, and I have to be really clear because I'm sure you heard that and now you're immediately tuning me out. (laughs) He could be a league winner, but it's probably not going to happen until November or December. So he's going to be very frustrating early in the season. Just keep that in mind with Edwards-Alaire. Tier 5, the Unsexy RBs Part 2. James Conner, David Montgomery, Mark Ingram. This one's a tricky one because these guys could all see decent enough value to be solid RB2s. I don't think their ceiling is much higher than that. That's the problem. So drafting them as RB2s, just have that expectation. That's pretty much all you're going to get out of them. No issue with it. You know, the world needs RB2s as well, but that's pretty much all you're going to get out of them. Uh, Tier 6 divided into two, uh, two groups, A and B. Tier 6A is more upside rookies, so DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, Keyshawn Vaughn, and I'm not worried about the COVID thing for Vaughn. These are all guys who are, you know, if I'm in the sixth round, I'm going to be looking to get one of these guys. Vaughn's probably more of a seventh round guy, but you get a lot of upside. You just have to go in with the expectation you're not going to get much out of them in September, maybe not in October as well. Uh, Tier 6B is the questionable committees. Devin Singletary, Raheem Mostert, Kareem Hunt, Damian Williams, Ronald Jones. These guys are going to produce at various points this year. How consistently is going to be an issue. Singletary has Moss there. Mostert has Coleman and McKinnon there. Hunt obviously is behind uh, Chubb in the the pecking order, but he's going to touch the ball a lot. Damian Williams should be ahead of CEH to start the season, but that's a not for long. And the same thing with Rojo. He's going to be ahead of uh, Vaughn to start the season, but how long does he keep that? So just keep in mind, getting these guys could be a situation where you see inconsistent production, but September may look a lot better than what it looks down the stretch. Tier 7, I actually broke into three groups. The PPR Special 7A, you know these guys, James White, Tariq Cohen, Matt Breda, Daryl Henderson, uh, Boston Scott, Naeem Hines, and Chris Thompson. And that really gets you all the way from the sort of middle rounds to the late rounds in Tier 7A. That's in order of preference. These guys are going to catch a lot of balls, but they're not going to do much on the ground. You know these guys. It's James White at the top. That should tell you everything you need to know. 7B is a buyer beware tier. Darius Geis, Sony Michelle, Jordan Howard, Carrion Johnson, Tevin Coleman, Marlon Mack, Duke Johnson. Buyer beware for a couple different reasons. Geis is obviously the injury concern. Michelle, the lack of upside, and also we don't know when he's going to be on the field. Jordan Howard, lack of upside. Carrion Johnson on the wrong side of a committee. Tevin Coleman on the wrong side of a committee. Marlon Mack on the wrong side of a committee. And Duke Johnson, not even a PPR special for me. That tells you something. David Johnson's a better pass catcher than Duke Johnson. I don't know what Duke Johnson's role is in this offense other than a little bit of a change of pace. 7C is the premium handcuffs. These are guys who either have independent value of their 
uh, handcuff the guy who they're handcuffing, or also they are guys who could potentially be league winners if the the starter goes down with injury. So I have four guys in this tier. Latavius Murray, we've seen it before. He can be a top five if Alvin Kamara goes down. Alexander Madison, likewise, I think he could be sniffing top five territory, if certainly top 10, if uh, Dalvin Cook goes down. Tony Pollard, same thing, top 10 if Zeke goes down, if not better. And then the third, the fourth guy I'm throwing in here, and it's because he, he should have a little independent value, so based on where he's going in drafts, is Philip Lindsay. If Melvin, Melvin Gordon goes down, all of a sudden, Philip Lindsay then becomes a top 15, top 20 guy instantly, and he's probably, he's a top 40 guy without uh, without any injury to Gordon, so he's a premium for me, just slides in the back end of that tier. Tier 8, also dividing Tier 8 up into uh, three, three A, B, and C uh, uh, tiers, sub-tiers, I guess you'd call it. Uh, tier 8A is the late round darts, um, almost um, handcuffs in some ways, but guys who I'm more willing to throw a dart at uh, than just, um, you know, just the handcuff guys. So keep that in mind. I mean, everybody in this territory is basically a handcuff in some way, shape or form, but these guys I'm more willing than the regular handcuffs. And I'll, I'll talk about who the regular handcuff guys are uh, in a minute because that's tier 8, uh, 8B. But anyway, here's who I'm throwing darts at in this range. Justin Jackson slash Joshua Kelly. I can't tell you just yet, but whoever emerges out of those two, I want to throw dart a dart at. Antonio Gibson in Washington. He's, I was tempted to put him in the premium handcuff category. That's how much I like him. I just don't know how much they're going to use him on the ground just yet. Zach Moss, um, again, you know, a handcuff with some upside there. If Singletary goes down, Anthony McFarland Jr., I just like the the juice that he has, so I'm going to throw some darts at him. Darrington Evans should be more of a passing down guy, but could be a, a sort of PPR light. Uh, Raquel Armstead, if Leonard Fournette goes down, it's Armstead as the handcuff, not Chris Thompson. Damian Harris, do we finally get Damian Harris this year, especially with Sony Michelle banged up? A.J. Dillon, uh, and you know, if something happened in Green Bay, all of a sudden we could see a lot of him, and he's a guy who could handle he could easily handle a 20 plus carry or 20 plus touch workload. I don't think they give it to him, it really would be primarily carries. But you could see 15 to 20 if Aaron Jones goes down and they don't believe in Jamal Williams. Stranger things have happened, and then Lamichael P. Ryan. Frank Gore's there. I mean, this is like a super late round dart, basically, for Michael P. Ryan. I, I like him as a player. And, you know, if something happened to Gore and Bell, then he'd be interesting. Uh, the late round handcuffs. And these are guys who I probably am not grabbing. They're not darts for me. Uh, but they are handcuffs. We should be aware of them. Jamal Williams, Chase Edmonds, Gio Bernard, Jarek McKinnon, uh, Benny Snell, Malcolm Brown. I was tempted to put McKinnon in the darts, but I just don't know where we are with him just yet. Same thing with Chase Edmonds. Um, I, I may end up moving him into the darts, to be honest with you. So if Chase Edmonds would slide in uh, right where Antonio Gibson is. Let's move him up. There you go. A little bit of a live change. And this is the thing. Tears are fluid. They can change all the time. So Jamal Williams, Gio Bernard, Jarek McKinnon, Benny Snell, Malcolm Brown. I'm just not that not that blown away by these guys, so I'm really not going to go after them. And then finally, there are guys in the late rounds who I'm just going to flat out avoid. Let somebody else draft these guys. So tier 8C uh, is Ito Smith, Adrian Peterson, Rex Burkhead, 
Jalen Richard, Frank Gore, Rashad Penny, Deion Lewis. So with Ito Smith, there's just no upside. Adrian Peterson, we know what he is at this point, and I really hope that Darius Geis just stays healthy. I think Rex Burkhead is coming to the end of the line, and I would much rather take a shot on Damian Williams than Rex Burkhead. Jalen Richard, same thing. Is like I, I don't really think there's much there, especially with Lynn Bowden, and I don't know how exactly they use him, but that's going to take work off of Richard's plate. Frank Gore, just, you know, I love him, but there's nothing there from an upside standpoint. Rashad Penny, I'm not going to take a stab on him. Ordinarily, yes, he would be a, a dart um, if he was going in the late rounds. He might even be a premium handcuff. Probably would be a premium handcuff, honestly. But I don't think he plays this year, so I'm not going to waste a pick on him. And then Deion Lewis, there's just nothing there. He's not the handcuff to Saquon Barkley. He's just a passing down option there for the Giants. So a full write-up will be coming on this at ftnfantasy.com so you can get all of these tiers. Somebody asked me uh, if the tiers will be in a later version of the, the game plan. Absolutely will. So you'll have my tiers there. You'll have my draft board there in the fantasy football game plan, which is my draft guide. But I also just released, I, I submitted it to... Uh, to the team, and we're putting this up on the site, a PDF file of my projections for all four skill positions that's up. It'll be up uh, shortly here at ftnfantasy.com. Now, it is behind a paywall, so the only way you can get access to it uh, is if you are a subscriber, but it's worth the price of admission. You get all the numbers broken down by position uh, and you know where these guys rank. Basically, you get my rankings and my projections all in one file. And I think it looks pretty good, too. So check that out, ftnfantasy.com. Of course, you can also check out ftnbets.com and ftndaily.com. Basically got you covered across anything you can do with sports here at our three sites, the FTN Network. I appreciate everybody who has been reviewing the show on iTunes. If you haven't already, please review the show. The easiest way to do so if you have an iPhone is simply open up your podcast app, find my show, scroll to the bottom, click the stars, and you're done. You can also review it as well. It helps the show out so much. We're continuing to grow, and it's really because of you. So thank you, Rat Pack. I appreciate you. I see you. I see you. If you want to see me on social media, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. And by the way, I did a Discord chat last night. We have a free Discord uh, chat app for fantasy football for bets and for DFS but I was in the fantasy football chat last night it's free and I'm gonna pop on those a couple times in the next couple weeks here so I'll post that on Twitter at Jeff Ratcliffe anytime I'm gonna go on you can talk live to me in this chat app and we had a great conversation I was on for about an hour last night I was only supposed to be on for a half hour I just stayed on for an hour because I love talking to you guys so I'll keep you posted on that one and of course we will be back on the flip side for another edition of the pod I'm Jeff Ratcliffe and I'm out of here